When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Well, hello again, everybody. Welcome to Talking Real Money on a, wow, a really, really special anniversary. This is a special, special anniversary we're going to celebrate today. Bet you don't even know what it is, but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. I want to keep the uh, the suspense up here. Hi, I'm Don. Over there is Tom. Hello. Say hi, Tom. Hey, there's Tom. Right. And uh, we're here to help you deal with money, to talk about the things that we all do with money all the time and how we use money to improve our future and how you uh, invest and guess and scheme and other scheme. And, oh, I got a story to tell you about a guy who came up to me at Chick-fil-A today. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and our number, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. It's free and it's easy. So, Tom, you already know what the anniversary is. I do. Because I told you. Yes, thank you. Otherwise, honestly, I would have had you would absolutely have never known. No, no idea. 20 years ago, 20 years ago this week, the first fracking took place in June of 1998, the very first fracking well where they pumped sand and water down into the ground, broke apart the shale that had the oil in it, and started pumping oil and gas out, and they went, whoa, look at all the oil and gas we still have. Because there was a lot of suggestion that fields were, you know, kind of dry, right? That, that weren't right. Well, as anymore. a matter of fact, if anyone over the age of 20 years old is bound to remember all of the talk of peak oil, we were supposed to have reached peak production in the United States. We were out of oil in the 1970s, 1980s. It was done. There was nowhere to go but down. All of the predictions were, you know, Saudi Arabia was going to rule the world. We had to kowtow to the Middle East and the Russians just to keep driving our cars. Eventually, we'd flat out run out of oil. And where do we stand today? How accurate were those predictions that we were going to run out of oil? and the economy was going to collapse? Not at all. I mean, we're now leading the world with over 10 million barrels a day of oil production. That's not hyperbole. We passed in March. U.S. oil production passed that. It had already been past Saudi Arabia for a little while. It passed Russia and the United States of America, after all of the naysaying, after all the gloom and doom, is now the largest oil-producing country in the and so world. This That's petro- so ironic. Petrochemical update is brought to you by Standard Oil. I couldn't remember who paid for this spot. I don't know who's still. I don't know which companies are still around. <laughs> Exxon or somebody. Pardon me. I don't know. It, yeah. No. No. Nobody gave us any money. Oh, the okay. point is not really to talk about oil. I am using oil to make ah, a point. I was wondering. Okay, please. There is a point, and that is that every single day, people around the world 
make predictions about the future of the economy of this planet. They predict whether U.S. business is going to get better or worse, whether foreign businesses are going to get better or worse, whether stocks are going to rise or fall. And the point of this is no matter how apparent how conventional wisdom says you you can't you, you absolutely have to believe this it's it is happening you can't deny it the world is coming to an end the 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 fact of the matter is it hasn't yet and it's not very likely to in our lifetimes or the lifetimes of our children or our children's 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 okay children. so what do you believe then that we manage to muddle through I see. the human race manages to muddle through and gee for as long as we've been able to track economic growth and we can roughly track it going back to when we first became agrarian and started settling in cities about eight or nine thousand years ago and the human economy has grown consistently more valuable over thousands and thousands of years and for us to think that we are the generation that is going to watch the end of it is well that will it, happen though this generation no the everything we know will end at some point it the, has the to estimate, the sun the, well the, sun the estimate well goes the away. estimate on that is you know it's like uh, tens long? of millions of okay, years okay yeah so minimum i didn't say it was tomorrow it just well that's why i said uh, as far as our my child my life my children's life my grandchildren's life my great-grandchildren's life i think we're in pretty good shape okay i think we can continue to bet that things are going to be better in the future than they are today now that's they saying something been. completely different by the way yeah, no, I said the economy's always grown. Yeah. The standard of living has consistently risen has globally it? on average. Okay, on, on, on average, average, on average. Okay, on fair enough. On average. Yeah. I'm not, for some people, it's, you know, but again, there is, and I, I don't have the exact number sitting in front of me, but there's a great deal of evidence to show that even the poorest people in the world are wealthier than the poorest people were 100, 200, 300, well, 400, yeah, 500, and 600 years ago. Bill Gates has spent a lot of time talking about this, about how, yes, many parts of the globe that have been very poor are not as poor and are getting better over time. So getting is, that, all it? is the time. that it for the lesson? We're going to go that's, into money and the all lesson, that stuff? And now okay. we're going to talk more specific <laughs> stuff. That was the big picture. Now all the right. little stuff's coming up. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. And, of course, we want to talk with you. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you're sick of investing through an insurance agent or a stockbroker and you're in the market for a fee-only advisor who charges truly low fees and uses a scientific approach to building portfolios for your risk tolerance and need, you should check out Vestry. Tom and I started this firm and it is devoted to educating everyone, total transparency, clarity, low fees, and great service. If you're looking for an advisor, you ought to at least take a look at us at Vestory.com, that's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com, or give us a call, 800-386-3004. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey there, our number again, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And uh, if my uh, friend and partner, Tom, <laughs> seems a little distracted What's today, Oh, come on now, really? You're going to do this. because 
he's over there watching the World Cup it's in almost, the studio. Yeah, okay. And Portugal just and, tied it up. So, and I'm sorry, he's he's suffering from a bad case of busted bracket. Yeah, I know. I already have Argentina he's, he's got, out. He's, Come on, he's first like, game. He broke his bracket. I know. It's, nobody and, else is going to know what that means unless it's the yeah, basketball and, and thing. He, Apparently, he's going to need major surgery for his bracket. <laughs> I'll be okay, know. as you pointed out. It's a couple hundred bucks. Big deal. No big deal. It's 20 bucks. Oh, 20 bucks. Whatever. You're no exaggerating slightly. <laughs> no big deal. And, and the other thing is he's a consummate gambler. Oh, yeah. That's me. Uh, Always sneaking <laughs> off to wherever I can. To gambling, on, yeah. gambling on soccer games. Yeah. All right. 855-935-TALK is our number. There's no gamble calling us. You're going to get the straight scoop. You're going to get and you're honest gonna get advice. The, you're going to get the guidebook, right? And oh, okay. because it's summer, we're in the bribing mood. Not only is Tom a gambler, he's a briber. <laughs> and uh, Developing quite a reputation here. <laughs> really, 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 the criminal element in this studio is overwhelming. Uh, we're bribing you with the, the relatively new, it's just a few months old, uh, Vestry Better Retirement Guidebook. It's, it is, it's, people love that thing. It's Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful piece it's of work. It's got educational beautiful. pieces in it. It's education. Got, uh, it's got it's got you education. It's, can, you it's can got write down you. numbers. Go number yeah. places. Yeah. It's got them. Yeah, they're beautiful. It's got little slots to put numbers in. Yeah. You got to get yours. So give us a call with a question. Okay. 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. And now the other part is done, so we now know that it was darkest just before the black gold dawn. We got that figured out, right? Thank you. Okay. And as a Don, I appreciate that. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Now, mm. I got to tell you a story. Please. A story. I got to tell you a story. Ready for the story? Mm -hmm. The story goes like this. I went to Chick-fil-A for lunch today. I know that's going to surprise you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, at your normal booth where they have your at name. At my normal booth, yeah. and they, yeah, they got it's engraved, and yeah. uh, mm -hmm. and and the 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 whole staff there knows me. And a, a guy, I sit down, and this guy comes running over to my booth, and he goes, "I was just talking to them, and they say you're like you're you're a talk show host, and you give financial advice. Oh, 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 oh I'm so excited! I really want to get together with you. I want to talk about some stuff. I'm in the financial business." He said, "I said, oh, great." He goes, "Can I get your card?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Yeah, I'm with World Marketing Alliance." No, really. Yeah. <laughs> and I sort oh, of my goodness, I smirked at him. I did. I smirked, mm -hmm. and he goes. Is that a good smile or a bad smile? I said, I'd have to put that in the bad category because I never have had anything nice to say about World Marketing Alliance. You know what? Well, World, explain World what Marketing it is. Alliance. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, do. It, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, it, it is, it's Amway for insurance and mutual funds. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. It's multi-level marketing money management. Wow, that's a lot of M's. Multi-level money market, big They man, don't whatever. promote themselves that way either, by the way, just in case you're wondering. No, they don't call themselves that. <laughs> no, but but let me tell you what this guy was trying to do. He was trying to get one of the employees in Chick-fil-A to come work for World Marketing Alliance and become a financial advisor. And you called foul on the whole thing. I didn't call foul. Because it's Chick-fil-A, right? The Chick-fil-A guy goes, well, no, I mean, Don Don McDonald over there, he's a radio host, and if I have any financial stuff, I just talk to him. <laughs> he's in booth and so three. The guy, and the guy runs over. Yeah. And I said, I said I'm said, i not going to say anything nice. So I gave him the website, 
And uh, now my wife's worried that he's going to come after. Oh, he'll find you and, <laughs> and be by. Wow. I hate World Marketing Alliance. Yeah, but explain I, I, why. Well, because w- what it is, it's it's much like any other multi-level marketing deal. One, uh, they, they, you know, I could start with they sell very expensive loaded mutual funds by people who haven't a clue what they're doing. I mean, they really are not financial professionals. They have been in trouble with regulators. I mean, all you have to do is look them up online. They're, 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 just look up World Marketing Alliance. They've been in trouble with regulators, all not just here, but all over the world, Canada, etc. And what they do, instead of tra- selling you something, the way they make their money is by convincing you to work under them as uh, another advisor who's out there promoting the business to new people. You, it's all about bringing in bodies to uh, to help fund the upstream or the. Yeah, it's, I'm not a huge your fan of multi-level up. stuff. I mean, there was a piece on uh, American Greed uh, about Telex. Anyway, that's what Tom it... watch, watches when there's no soccer. <laughs> it's it's that World money, War II or no money sport, <laughs> yeah, money sport, blood sport. <laughs> It is. It's all. Uh, it's all. It's all sporting. All right. So anyway, uh, I, it, it was just funny, and uh, uh, so if you if, didn't if, sign if up, then I take it. You're right. Okay. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. Let's go to the phones. Chuck joins us here on Talking Real Money. Hi, Chuck. Hi. Uh, you guys are uh, very capable. Thank you. That's I very think. kind. <laughs> It's wait, wait, capable. Yeah, that's kind of a. That's one of those backhanded yeah, exactly. compliments. Kind of like weak, Chuck. You people are uh, interesting. <laughs> Go uh, ahead. You know, you opened the program talking about oil. Yeah. And uh, I just have a question for you. You talked about fracking. It's been twenty years. Um, when they first started using oil, uh, they called it a fossil fuel. Correct. Yes. Well. I guess. I, guess, I don't yeah, know when they no, when they first started using it. I don't even think they knew what the heck it was. It was just this black gooey stuff that burned and came out of the ground. True. They made kerosene and yeah, other things. Right. Kerosene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and it was a, a plague to a lot of the farmers and the rest of it until they figured out what it was. My, yeah. my question is, is for you guys is that um, they call it a fossil fuel because... They're stating that the strata of all of the the peat and the bones and so forth, the dinosaurs, yeah. are would create oil. Well, okay. actually, it was mainly the plant life. Yeah, Veg- yeah that's vegetation too. Yeah, but they're but they're drilling way past that strata now, and they're still getting oil. No, no, but the strata. Because no, they're, they're breaking so, up the stuff there, right? No? Yeah, they're breaking up stuff they've drilled into before, and they are drrilling way down because. We've then had plant possible, we, we've had plant life on the pl- that the plant life and whatever else what they're calling a fossil fuel uh, is, exists below strata. I'm gonna let Don take this one. I uh, well, just uh, don't given know. my given my limited ge- I loved geology as a as a topic uh, and uh, I'm fascinated by it and and you, and you he's see, been called pla- a fossil too. So and I've been called a fossil. <laughs> As plants died millions and millions and millions, hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions of years ago, they piled up at the bottom of oceans. The pressure from the ocean squished them down. Then dirt came on top of that, and then more plant life, and then dirt and plant life. And it built up miles and miles and miles and miles thick. 
And so we could drill down for a long way and still hit old pockets of multi-billion-year-old squished plant life rock, basically. Tom and Don are talking real money. We mentioned 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255 throughout the podcast. But you need to know that you can call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Leave your question, and those will be answered in special Talking Real Money podcasts that will appear on this particular site in the future. So give us a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to Talking Real Geology. I'm Don, your professor. A couple of old fossils here, here to help you out however we can. Uh, You know, that was a quick, that was just a quick down and dirty geology lesson. You started started down that well and we can barely pull ourselves back Uh, out. Oh, well. Oh, well. well. Yeah, okay. I'll keep pumping for as long as I can. (laughs) Exactly. Hit the gusher. Until I pump it dry. There you go. Yeah, what do you? I you know, eventually, if you drill deep enough, he's right. You're going to run out of fossil fuels, and then what you'll do is you'll hit magma, which could yeah, that could actually uh, fuel a lot of stuff. It's yeah, really maybe they figure out how to tap that. That'd run your tap and magma. Whatever they do that, they do that in Iceland. It's a big thing. Eight five five nine three five talk is our number. We're bribing you with a book, the Vestry Better retirement guide book get yours free with a call to the show at 855-935-TALK and it's a great piece it really is it's uh we we gave it out at uh, retirement we gave it out the other night at retirement freedom so you know one of the things that comes up a lot too because eh, the quarters or the pardon me the half a year is basically over right because the first of July is already? coming up here pretty quick. I am a fossil. It's like it feels <laughs> like time is another flying. Half year, yes. Uh, so a lot of people ask us, well, okay, so how did it go in the first half of the year? And the answer is I not don't care. Very That's well. my well, answer. I, I do, don't and care. For full disclosure, I do my spreadsheet twice a year. So I take the values and I yeah. put them in the spreadsheet, add it all up. Uh, and yes, the, my house has gone up a lot in the last year as you may expect because you live in the seattle area but the the stocks and bonds and stuff have not had a great half of the year the uh, 100 percent stock portfolio i love this the increase for the first half of the year yeah 0.06 well that's better than (laughs) 0.00 that's a good point s&p 500 which many of you are invested in that made 2.7 but here's where you're probably not invested Small company stocks up 5.3. U.S. small value stocks up 3.7. And here's where you're really not invested. And you're probably glad because emerging markets, Brazil, Russia, India, China, Don, I know places you love to invest, down 7.5%. International small companies down 2.3%. Stuff like that. And bonds didn't yeah, make but you any you money know, either. People don't want to invest in those things when they're down, which is... I, this is the Wrong. part. This is the part that I love from Jason Zweig's piece today. Right, it's fascinating. Go ahead. P- people don't like investing in things that are down, and that's exactly the opposite way you should be thinking. And we'll take you that sh- up in just a moment. Let's go back to the phones before we have to go to the bottom of the hour. We'll tell you uh, why in a minute. Really? really? All right. All right. We got time. Squeeze one in. No, we don't. Tom, okay, but how are you? Go. I'm very well, sir. Good. Thank you for my call. You uh, bet. I have a question. I'm uh, getting on to 80 years of age, 
And uh, I was talking with my son, who's an engineer kind of a guy, and he said the balance of stocks to um, bonds should be 80-20 in my age category. 80% in bonds, 20% in stocks? 80% in stocks? Oh, no, no, 80% in bonds, I'm sorry, and only 20% in stocks. But I'm kind of thinking that uh, bonds are, are very safe but not making any money where stocks could so what would be a better percentage you know that's ah. one of those that's one of those th- th- just subtract your age from 100 and you get enough i don't yeah, i don't buy into simplistic that simplistic answer yeah, i don't buy that i mean so is this money you're living on today well yes i i have um a house that's paid for us worth like three quarters of a million or so if i were to sell it and then i've got about three hundred and fifty thousand in the investments uh through uh an advisor which yeah i, I won't yeah name, the, so the correct let, just, let me just the, the correct answer to this question is it depends on the person it really truly depends on you and what i would suggest it has if not age-based it's inclination-based go to vestry.com Take the risk quiz. That is going to give you a really good idea of what your allocation should be. And then remember, you don't own bonds in your portfolio for the return. You own them in your portfolio for the reduction of volatility they provide. Tom and Don are talking real money. In addition to the Talking Real Money podcast, I also do another podcast that's very popular over at Apple Podcasts. It's called Money 30. Every day I try to educate and inform you about money in a brief two to four minute podcast. So check them out at Apple Podcasts or all the other podcast services or at money30.com. We're talking real money. Talking real money, the summer edition with a little bit of a bribe thrown in on the side. 855-935-TALK is the number. 855-935-8255. You can get yourself on track for a better retirement with a free better retirement guidebook if you call the show. And we mentioned and a couple question. of mentioned a couple of minutes ago that uh, around well I I want to continue on the bond topic at some point because I think that's important, right? Okay. It's what's well, very it's, we're very quick. It's I our mean, show. We can pretty much do whatever we want. That's very kind. I mean, the reality is this is but I can guarantee you here's what's going to happen because this is from Jason Swag's article too that when people get their statements in the next few weeks from the half a year they're going to say why am i in those bonds because look at this bond fund it lost i just looked it up inter- intermediate government bond fund lost a whopping 1.6 percent in the first six months yep. of the year why and am why? i in the stuff that's going down yeah, that doesn't make sense and if you feel bad about that then we can talk about all the international stuff that hey why am i in those oh, funds? why am i in that international Shh. stuff it just it didn't do well <laughs> did poorly. why am i not in the stuff that go that yeah. go, that i love yeah, this here you go why am i not in the stuff that's going up yeah which is a bit of a problem because you should always talk about financial matters in the past tense same thing true of the housing market too by the way the housing market is not going up it's gone up. It may start going hey, down tomorrow. That's know. not what they're saying in the, in the <laughs> Seattle area. Houses are going up. But Jason's wife makes a, had a great piece today. You want to read about 
the real nuts and bolts of this business? Because everybody, Don, as you know, has an advertisement about how much their strategy made or their fund made or whatever. They don't mm-hmm. talk about is how much the investors that invested in their fund make, because most people make far less than the mutual fund. Why is that? Well, because you all have a poor track record of buying things after they've gone up and a worse track record of selling them after they've gone down. And Jason's piece today was informative in that apparently you're all doing better, but we'll talk about international at the end of this. So, I mean, the numbers were interesting, Don, because it looks like investor behavior, at least according to this study, I think from Morningstar, is getting, is improving, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Just recently. But it's not. <laughs> that was my toss to you, just in case. Oh, was you're that a toss to me? I mean, it was a very slight increase. But overall, though, still investors are doing worse than the funds themselves. Well, and, that's true, and that's really the point. Uh, whether it's improved somewhat, and it had the one of the reasons why, and I, he he kind of alluded to it, but he didn't get into the nitty gritty of it. One of the biggest reasons why the investor return improved recently is because, well, one lack of a great deal of volatility. It hasn't yeah. been horribly volatile. We haven't had a big upswinging market or a big downturning market. It's just been kind of laying around. I mean, it goes up up and down a lot day to day, but generally, it's it, as you said earlier, it's at 0.06% up. Yeah, 0, 0, 006, yeah. 0.06. It's hardly moving. Yeah. And for that reason, uh, people aren't panicking. Well, out or almost those. As he points much, out. Yeah, as, as much. As much. He, as much. He points out at the end of the article, guess where money's been coming out of lately? Oh, probably international. Yeah, right. People yeah. have been selling their international funds because those are going down i don't know why i want to stay in anything that's going down right i mean it's uh so that behavior is poor in other words you should have an asset allocation you should have a strategy around what type of stocks to own and as we talked to uh, tom about a minute ago how much of your money's in riskier things like stocks and less risky things like bonds well, and we had just to talk about the longer term issue of investor return and bad investor behavior. The more uh, eclectic an asset class gets, the more complicated it gets, the more likely people are and the more volatile it gets, the more likely they are to cut and run. And you had a slide in the presentation that you did on Thursday yeah. uh, with about Rick, emerging about markets, comparing two emerging yeah. markets funds, a very volatile segment of the market. And the Fidelity Emerging Markets Fund, which is one of the best, by the way, it's a great fund. And the fund over the past 15 years has returned about 11% per year. That That's, is a great yeah. average annual return. You bet it is. But because people do dumb stuff like panic when it's going down and get excited gone when down, it's going gone up, down. gone down. Thank you. The investor return the average annual investor return for that fund is 5.41 now listen to those two numbers again what was the return of the fund 10.76 percent and the what people actually made 5.41 that's half shocking that's terrible yet a fund in the same market that is offered through investment advisors who are going to keep you invested only had actually had uh, only had a slightly lower investor return, eleven to ten percent, a ten percent decline instead of a fifty percent decline. We'll be back talking real money. 
Tom and Don are talking real money. If you need help allocating your retirement plan at work, you can get free help at 401411.com. That's 401411.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-TALK. You get a free copy of the Better Retirement Guide book that helps you chart your course to a brighter future. Absolutely free if you call and ask a question on the air. Let me finish the thought, too, about uh, what type of stocks own, what kind of bonds don't, all that, because it's very important. The reality is we don't know what the best mix of all that will be for the next 20 or 30 years. We don't know. Nope. We've no How idea. would we know that? Right. How would we know that? But we do know that being diversified and having taking an appropriate amount of risk over time For your should, risk get, tolerance. Right, should get you to where you want to go. That said, what you don't do is react exactly what we're trying to tell you. This is the point I'm trying to finalize. You don't react to whatever's going on, the fracking or not. You don't jump into the oil stocks. You don't react to the tariffs and all the rest of it. You don't react to a first half of the year where international stocks have gotten bruised, other than, by the way, buying more international stocks. That would be the only thing you would do. So yeah. does that make sense? And, and that, Yeah, and that's what, but it's to make yourself do this while it's psychologically yeah. difficult, it's very difficult, is actually technically quite easy. That's true. The way you do it technically is you make yourself sell some of your winners and buy your losers in a process called rebalancing. It is counterintuitive, and many people just can't do it, and it's that's painful. why they, they hire an advisor to do it for them. Yeah, it's like right now, if your portfolio is like most portfolios, even though your stocks haven't done really, really well over the past, I mean, over the past six months, you may, you, you, you might and should be probably selling a little bit of stock and buying those underperforming awful bonds. Yeah. and Or selling a little U.S. and buying international. Tom alluded to this, too, a bit that I'm afraid of bonds. We've talked about this on the show for much of this year because interest rates yeah. have gone up. Bond prices have gone down. Bonds, if used properly, short and intermediate term U.S. government debt, Again, in funds where you're buying new bonds at higher prices, over time, we would expect those prices to be relatively stable. If you're going way out and trying to buy 30-year bonds, you're buying troubled corporate debt, you can expect volatility because that has occurred. Yeah, but those are, see, those are high risk. Yeah, and that's people trying to get more yield, right? Trying to make more interest. That has been problematic called stretching for yield and it is a risky proposition 855-935-TALK is our number and glenn both it gets to ask a question and gets a book wow this is a big day yeah. for you glenn glenn how are you <laughs> i'm doing fine um my question is uh i don't seem to be able to find any information about um, you know, the state guarantee funds, uh, like you get an immediate annuity and there's some protection. I know I realize, you know, you obviously check out the company you're getting it with, but, you know, if you're going to have that thing for 20 years, who knows what happens to the company? Are you a state employee? And so, no, no, no. Um, I'm, ta- I'm just talking about, you know, through an insurance company getting an immediate annuity kind of a thing. Oh, um, annuities. And, okay. and they have those state guarantee uh, funds. Um, the like state pools, and yeah. I can yeah. find out, you know, the total, the uh, the total that you can protect is five hundred grand, the present value. Um, but 
I can't find any specifics. Um, Another, and, I, and I realize I've read before that what happens is, is they usually try to basically get a, you know a, a, a solvent company to take over the contract yeah. when a company fails. I think that's generally happened, but, yes. But the but the thing that I don't understand, like um, if you buy it in Washington, can you can you leave the state? Is it still covered by Washington, or does it is it then covered by the state that you move to? Um, so, like, if it's five hundred grand in in Washington and two hundred grand in a different state, do you suddenly lose that protection? And things like, um, you know, if you buy a contract with, you know, that say has uh, goes up two percent a year, you know, inflation protection or something like that, is is does is those are those contract provisions preserved, or you know, is the contract basically voided and you get something back but not? In other words, is there some place? Is there some place you can go? Because it seems like, like no. <laughs> uh, if you're um, asking for a, a central clearinghouse where you can check out the the level of risk for your annuity, no. I don't know of it. Yeah, no. And let me tell you what you have talked about, what you have alluded to, has happened in the past. There was a company in California uh, called Executive Life, and didn't matter where you you. It, because they were based in California, you were covered by their pools there, but there wasn't enough money when they went bankrupt. And they couldn't get enough companies to step in and pick up the tab. So what Executive Life was in, investing in junk bonds. And what happened is executives, Executive Life's policyholders are I and it, I haven't looked at it lately, but up until a few years ago, we're still getting paid off from 1991. Hmm. Is that so helpful? These these <laughs> things are. I got to tell you, annuities are. It's the the lovely thing for the insurance companies is that they're allowed to say they're guaranteed, but the guarantee is not even close to the full faith and credit guarantee provided by treasuries or FDIC-insured accounts. It isn't even close. There is not enough money in the state pools. There is not. In the case of a gigantic economic disaster, I can guarantee you that annuity holders are going to lose money. We almost saw it, right, in 2008. AIG nearly went away. And that, that, if the government didn't bail them out, which at some point, if you have enough of the big AIGs going out of business, the feds aren't going to be able to bail them all out. And AIG's bailout alone would have been $150 billion. These are not safe. You cannot believe that they are absolutely, ain't no doubt about it, safe like you can with a government security. That's the reality of it. I, 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 I don't, you know, you want to look for the highest rated insurance companies you can find. You want to look at the company's balance sheet, and you can get hold of that. It's just hard to read. You want to make sure they don't own a lot of low-quality debt, that they don't own a lot of corporate, individual corporate stocks. But to know that you're going to be safe for sure, that's why you well, get no, these you, higher returns. And that's you made why the, you get the, you made it's the a trade-off. You, the, 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 the only thing that we know we can say has been always there so far, U.S. government debt. Well, and the thing about U.S. government debt is that you the, the the insurance companies and the states do not have the ability to raise taxes to cover the shortfalls of those funds. 
the U.S. government does. That's its huge advantage over all of these other securities. And this is the lesson that I think everybody who listens to this show needs to absolutely learn. There's nothing out there that's free. If a return is higher on a product that somebody is pitching you, then a government bond that's absolutely safe, then I guarantee you the risk is higher. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah. The market is very efficient. Indeed. Indeed. And, And this is the part of investing that is really at the crux of the matter that people don't think through often when they do get into some investment or some hear a proposal or they want you want to find that thing is that is going to make you rich without any risk i don't know of it and and yet there are plenty of people out there who are willing to tell you that such a thing exists uh i just read a story recently of a stockbroker who was selling people non-publicly traded REITs and structured notes, senior citizens telling them that they were absolutely uh, safe and that they could get 5 to 8% average annual returns, and they were just, they were a great substitute for their CDs. Well, it turned out they weren't. That That's kind of the way it works. Bad news. I know. It stinks. you got to be careful. Tom and Don are talking real money. Keeping the podcast breaks as painless as possible is my goal. That's why I want to very quickly tell you about the only magazine I've ever heard of that is 100% real investing all the time. There's no business news, no speculative advice, and certainly no lifestyle stuff. It's called Real Investing Journal. I publish it every quarter, and you can get two full years for only 25 bucks at realinvestingjournal.com. That's realinvestingjournal.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Generally speaking, and of course we have to speak generally, uh, women are less comfortable dealing with their finances than men are. Now that's something that needs to change, and a lot of you have asked us to do a class specific to the financial situation that women face. And we're doing just that on July 14th. Our own Barb Devereaux has created a new class called Female Financial Fundamentals. You get muffin muffins uh, and an education just go to talkingrealmoney.com we hope you realize that the information provided on talking real money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor we know a good one investing must always involve risk in other words you can and probably will lose money at times also as much as you want it no one can accurately consistently predict the future so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now? 